And they can have my things when we're dead But we gonna live forever Boys cast first podcast boys exclusively cast. for the boys. Um, this episode's titled "I Already Decided Hollywood," more like Holly Bad. <laughs> so I mean, you know, do what you want with yeah. that information. Corona pro tip out of the gates, and because it's a, it's going to be the mostly Hollywood episode. There's lots. Is of- this pro tip wear a mask? <laughs> pro tip. <laughs> Imagine Ryan's just total total 180. I was everybody just make sure to wear your masks. Mask up. So I found out. And this is, you know, this is sort of the beat on the street that there's going to be that they're going to start giving away things for vaccinations. Like, no, you went and you just got your Dunkin Donuts or whatever. I, got, I didn't even get Dunkin Donuts. They were saying Krispy Kreme. Apparently. Well, basically, they're saying that they're going to be giving I'm away. I'm banned from Krispy Kremes. Actually, people don't really know that. but I'm banned from Krispy Kremes all over America. What happened? Dumpster diving. <laughs> they're going to be uh, giving away. So, you know, there's a lot of rubes that are out there just getting vaccines willy nilly without getting anything. Yeah. And basically, they're going to start giving away free uh, Yankees tickets and all sorts Mets of different tickets, stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing that you, you don't realize that that's coming. They're giving away. They, I was watching the news this morning and they're giving away, um, I think, in different boroughs, you get a one week metro pass. Like, so you go to the station, the train station, to go get take your train. And like, if, we'll just stick you with this needle. And in exchange, we'll give you one week free right. riding the subway as much as you'd like. So I think I'm going to hold out for something bigger. I'm looking for maybe a thousand dollar value is what I'm waiting for. But those, <laughs> yeah, we'll, see, be no we'll see what gets the sparkle of my eye as a free agent. <laughs> <laughs> Danny jumped in there hook, line, and fucking sinker. What do you mean? You, you, uh, can you get it through the wool on my uh, the, First off, there's no fucking... <laughs> is, there, is there a needle that can get through my wool? <laughs> first off, there's no registry for any of this shit. So literally, I like if you're willing to get 10 vaccines... I'm not, you could though. get fucking Yankees tickets, Mets if tickets. If you're going to be that guy, you could really. There is going to be a lot of people who are going to be like, I'm going to get every free thing and literally have 20 doses of fucking uh, COVID vaccine just coursing through my bud. Hey, so do you think that if, okay, so say that you're like. Dangerous experiment, by the way, because like, it's not like the Mets are tracking who's getting Yankee tickets. That's what I'm saying. And you there go, are you people. town to town just collecting stuff. That but, could be a full-time job if you find out a way. <laughs> <laughs> but like someone's gonna take fifty doses of the fucking vaccine. Yeah, it's, that's gonna be the experiment. Probably you, just for safety reasons, nothing to do with the thing. You know, I'm actually good on the Yankees tickets, but <laughs> the uh, I told you, my mom's and, and dad, both of them have been like, "Are you gonna? Get, you better get it." I go, "Listen, I don't need this right now." I go, "I'm like literally, I work well, twelve just, hours today. I'm leaving for th- the weekend again tomorrow. I'm just like so busy. I don't need to be sick." I, I think they're in Canada, so their element too is they're like, "We would love to get this." That's kind of what they're saying. There's yeah, a bit of that. There's go, a bit of that. Yeah, it's like it's like you know the, the eat, eat your meal. There's kids in yeah, there's kids in Africa it. starving. <laughs> there's kids in Canada starving. Do eat you, your food. That's definitely what they think. But I go listen, do whatever you want. I don't need to be hassled by you right now. Mm-hmm. I'll get it when I get it. And so, I, mean, I said, I go. I'm not. I haven't been actively, specifically against it. I go. I'm just a busy person. Yeah. I understand. You guys are all locked in your house. Everyone's chilling. And I mean, I will and say, mom, I will say that I'm this about is... to get paid a thousand dollars to do this. Yeah. I, I, I'm starting to think maybe Ryan's af- afraid of needles, actually, because I don't you, love them. you keep saying that uh, <laughs> I was going to say, because you keep saying you're like, oh, it's such an inconvenience. You can literally just go walk into any CVS. It's an inconvenience. Within 10, <laughs> dude, like longer than it probably takes you to fu- like pick out a new thing. And of I deodorant. will once CVS gives me my adequate. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they will be giving people just straight up $25 CVS gift cards. That's not going to do it for me at this point. <laughs> that might have got me five, five weeks ago before I knew that the bigger rewards are about to come. Yeah. So, but I do feel hosed because I got it like right on top of that. So, uh, and uh, the thing is, I got it mostly so I could go to a Yankees game. I wanted to go to the no, I know that was your thing. Yankees Jays. So it's like another you're happy. With sp- that. No, but I'm saying now they're giving away the tickets. Yeah, you got fucking hosed and bud. they have the unvaccinated. You're a mark. You were a mark. Fucking rube. They saw you from a mile away. I know. If you um, Moderna saw me from a goddamn mile. If away. you uh, jerk off. To a girl that now turns into a guy, yeah. Where and they, because you know, if you're trans now, you say, "Listen, I was always a woman." Yeah. So, like Caitlyn Jenner, for example, is like, "I was always a woman," right? Yeah. So if you're if you're a trans man and you were always a woman and you had sex with a girl or jerked off to a I'm, girl that turns into a trans man, that was always a so man. So you're saying if me, like if like, I, if you jerked off to a girl, she says, "I'm she used I to was be a always woman. a man." No, she's she's a man now. She's a man now, and always was a man, Daniel. Right. So was she a man when you fucked her? 
Oh, when I fuck. Are you gay if you have um, <laughs> I will, you know, not to blow smoke up my own ass, but I've seen, and no offense, but a lot of times the women who transition from women to men You're saying, are, are like you... butch lesbians <laughs> anyways. Sometimes. Most of the time, I feel. No, but what about the girl from uh, Juno? Yeah. For I, example. Yeah. She was fine. I, I did actually fuck her. But if, did you spank it to her? That's the real question. No, you were too busy spanking no. it to Michael Sarah when you were watching. Yeah, you I'm know? more of a Michael Sarah guy. But that's what I'm saying, though. Because they're go, I was always a man. Remember that time that we had sex? Yeah, I was a dude then, too. <laughs> Gay. That's, that's, I'm loving the idea of people <laughs> that had sex with people that become trans and they were Well, didn't you have a buddy? Were we talking about time. you had a friend? Who was it? Who was like girlfriend was non-binary and then you're like oh, i have a million friends that their girlfriends but, uh, are non-binary or whatever but, like gay now so okay even before i get into holly bad i've literally become okay so the homeless thing outside of my house yeah it's, it really is that thing where everyone has an opinion of on something and then they don't have to deal with it of course. so literally they started a market there's a market outside of my house that wasn't there when i moved here good deals by the way if you're looking for terrible you- deals if you want one two <laughs> di- different shoes of different sizes an open bag of they lentils legitimately like go- literally like open bag of lentils taped the guy closed. was selling bags of milk <laughs> He had a bag of milk on his fucking table, and it was in the summer. He yeah. had a bag of milk there. So they, they've, uh, it's the same thing that's happening in whatever, uh, Austin and all those places. I mean, Vancouver had this forever, the heroin market. They don't have what I have. We're legitimately outside of my house. <laughs> and not even outside of your house, outside of your bedroom. Outside of my bedroom, these a bunch of people have moved in uh, structures. Yeah. So now they've set up. <laughs> so now they've set up an entire tent situation. Yeah. And they stay there at night. And every night they throw a party. So the well, because they have to guard the spot. That, that, that's the there's, reason. Yeah. Like there's a real like interesting thing happening. It's, it's like it's not. They got this spot, and then like the police probably at first gave him a hard time. The police were probably the like police have stand down. Well, that's what I'm saying. De Blasio's like we have to stand down. We, we got to defund their, this shit. It's their spot now. Yeah. So they go, hey, the police. And so at first it was a table, and then they're like, because even like you know a month ago it was just a table, and then they're like, oh, the police is not bothering us. It rains sometimes. Let's get a fucking like tarp, even though that would have been like, oh, a tarp's a pretty big move. You're not supposed to be here to begin with. Now you're like tying shit down to the like, you know, they're tying shit down. They have, yeah, they have like, uh, you're putting a shelter. Putting yeah. They have a big shelter in which I go. So anyways, the moral of the story is I've had to go down two nights in a row and now I'm the guy yelling at people to stop. Yeah. So these guys play a Dr. Dre song and they played it on loop. At 2 a.m. for yeah. 45 minutes. The exact it literally same sounds song. like you're dealing with like an 18 year old version of yourself. Like, like, the, like if it was like a, some sp- skateboard punk kid, you'd come down and be like, ah. But they're not I partying. Know. I know. They're I know. doing, I don't know what they're up to. And I said to the guy, I mean, I'm they, like, they just what? party different. I literally go up, I go, what are you doing? What is this? Yeah. I go, why are you, you're playing the same song over and over. I go, listen. You're obviously, you've set up shop outside of our house and you sell stuff free of rent. Like this guy's paying 3000 for his store. You have a store essentially right beside that you're paying for free. No one likes it. Yeah. You know, the cops are here. It's like the le- all you have to do to not really piss everyone off is not be blasting music at three. It's like, are, they, want- are they all like, all right, grandpa, sorry <laughs> to harsh your buzz. <laughs> We're just trying to fucking hang out and sell some expired toothpaste. No, they were basically, to be honest, the guy was receptive of it, but changed nothing. He goes, he goes, honestly, we're so sorry. It's like, no, we're not trying to bother people here because they don't want the cops to keep coming and kicking them out. But, you know, the cops don't give a shit. So I'm literally like, okay. And I go, dude, there's a million people in this building. Everyone's already super pissed off at you guys. Yeah. And I go... Lit- what do you? What What is the point of blasting yeah, like, you don't music lo- at two a.m.? You're just sitting here. You need to hear this Dr. Dre song 19 times. What is this? Even? How many of them were there? Well, this guy's barely. I don't even know if he's homeless. Like, yeah, he's just. Uh, that's the thing. It's the he's American, a businessman. Yeah, it's the American dream. He's like he's literally probably was look scouting spaces like locations all over the city. It's reverse like, gentrification. Yeah, <laughs> until he becomes so rich that he goes and opens his own storefront. He and owns up his own, but then someone and then someone else in. does that to him. But my point yeah. is that. It is that like you thing. think New- Newman, the guy who works at your bodega, is like he he was that one time. He he's hates like, it. He's like game recognized. Yeah, he, he must hate it the most. Oh, he's not happy about it once whatsoever. Imagine they start selling fucking bagel like and cheeses out of that oh, table. Uh, <laughs> he's telling me he goes, yeah, you need, more people need to call the cops. We call the cops. They they won't do anything. So it's one of those things. But you see this over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's that old thing where people, um, you know, they. That live in gated communities talking about crime and all that stuff. It really is. You go, some of the people that are on the internet talking about shit, it's like, 
I would love for them, all the people that are like, the cops should stand down and not do it. I would love, and what I should do is yeah. do that thing where you put them in, you go, listen, I've got a sick spot for you guys. And then I bring, I bring these people and then, uh, <laughs> turn this down a bit. I bring these people, uh, hold just, on, you just, you just, you just worry about your own thing. Oh, okay. Well, it wasn't so clipping. You, you're just getting pretty well, it's more the, it's the headphones that are clipping. Oh, okay. But I want to take these guys and bring them to one of these people's houses. You know, it's like thing? the whole yeah, like yeah, everybody's like, thing. we're gonna bring in some refugees and we're right. gonna get them to live at your house. But I should pay each of them five hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, I, first I need to find out who's what person decided that they're allowed to do this. Well, I don't. Nobody <laughs> decided that they're allowed to do this. It's, it's the classic, like you know, to uh, like give a finger, you know, take an arm or whatever. I know. It's like they just straight up. Someone was like, hey, we're gonna like put a little towel down and sell some baubles. And they're like, oh, no one's bugging us. Someone else comes. And it's like, it's almost like The Sims, you know? It yes. just grows and then... It just puts you in this insane situation because you go, what should I do? Is it is everyone in this, you know, that lives here or pays absorbent rent, mm -hmm. is everyone just supposed to say, well, I don't sleep anymore, I guess. Yeah. You go, 3 a.m., Monday night. I just that, that's and it's happens. not that, like the taxes. It's are a torture. Low. That literal torture they use in fucking <laughs> in yeah. war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They but, literally torture. But it's people. like you're paying for the police here. But again, it's just the police are like, look, we we've been defunded. I don't know what to tell you, man. You fucking shouldn't have marched. That's my point. It's like it's always these people that fucking doesn't affect them. Of course. I mean, nobody's really making stinks about it. The people would just say like, hey, you know, New York, like this is New York is such a hustler city too. like, I don't think this really, I would respect them. I said to that, I go, listen, I'm, a, I'm down. Yeah, like respect you the guys, grind. It's I just, go, you can do this. Until it's but interfering I go, with me. But no, I was fine with it interfering with me during the day. Mm -hmm. It's a pain in the ass there. They yell at everyone that goes by. I go, whatever. That's right. just part of the game. I go, you do not need to be blasting the same song full blast when you're standing there by yourself sitting in a chair at 3 a.m. Have you like, considered what, stink what are you bombs? Doing? Stink bombs? Well, I'm going to have to retaliate. I have no other option. Fart spray? I'm boxed into, <laughs> I'm boxed into a corner. This could be like a good like kids movie where you have to fucking take down the bullies at the the street stand. I am gonna have to put fart bomb stuff in a water balloon. Yeah. I have no choice. I'm boxed into corner. I guess I just have to move. That's the only option. Yeah, you, you go. You go. Well, those belong to the, the, the this. But I mean, like this house, this area belongs to them now, and I just have to move. You're literally next door to a building that like has apartments that I don't think there's an apartment under a million dollars in them. Like, What's your point? The, well, just like, you know, and not everybody's going to move. Like, people are like, spend a lot of money to well, live in this area. Them, yeah. yeah, and they own them. And it's like, it's not so easy to just be like, you know, you rent, but you can just pack up and move. Like, I am about to pack up and move. Yeah. My options are limited. I mean, yeah. But... And your bed is as close to, like, the wall, the outside wall. Like, your whole thing is fine. Yeah. It's a mess. It's a mess. But, okay, so there was a lot of different Hollywood stuff going on this week that I want to talk about. And the first thing was... Um, and it was, you know, a week ago, but I just wanted to get into a quick bit of an article that they talked about the Elon Musk thing. Yeah. Because I, th I think there was, you know, just a plethora of bad takes coming from the Musk thing right and left, right? Yeah. And before, uh, kind of the thing that I was, you know, when I was chewing the fat on this issue, I think one of the biggest problems is that... You like the Wario sketch? I'll tell you before I even say that then. I, I know that you hated it, and yeah. I, I don't think, you know... The, one, the Mars sketch was good. It's, I'm not saying good or bad. I, I yeah, go, yeah. I get if you like Elon Musk, it is funny to watch Which I do. this billionaire. I mean, I do like it Elon It is Musk. interesting to watch this billionaire dude who's, you know, hmm. Elon Musk dress up like a Wario and have yeah. to do... I mean, there was something interesting about that, whether it was funny or not or whatever. Yeah. It was kind of... I do like Elon Musk for the record. Okay, so and, it's uh, interesting to watch, but I go, the problem with everyone kind of putting so much reverence on SNL in these places. Like they're just these, like, you know, kind of corporate comedy places. And I think part of the issue with everything right now is, you know, especially with comedy, right? Like it started that it was the jester that could say anything that they wanted to because they're this low status thing. You know, that guy's so low. He could come on and say what everyone thinking. Wear around, a right? fucking barrel around town. Wear a barrel around town. But then it's like these jobs, it started to become, you basically have, all the Harvard graduates come and they become these prestigious positions, like the prestige yeah. involved with working at this, you know, uh, NBC a, of course. corporate job. You work for General Electric. And, and then once you're involved with that, it's like now they, ha you know, you can't just, well, now you don't just get to say anything. You're this high, you know, you're essentially the, the, 
the highest uh, order of, you know, public servant almost mm. in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. So it's, I think that people just like always look at this and even when they're saying like, this is shit and this, you go, what do you, what do you, that's what it is. You know what I mean? So I think with the Elon Musk thing, it's the comedians thinking they're so important is so much of what's going on with everything and everyone that's out there, uh, you know, being like, it's up to us to, you know, save the world and all these people and you go, you're a fucking clown. Yeah. You know, your job should be worthless. And because you no longer think you're clown, you're not even good at that anymore. No. That's the thing. Is <laughs> because it... you think your clown position is important, now you suck at being a clown and a politician. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you suck well, at both. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, you got to assume that these guys are like, you know, they read Twitter. They're all on Twitter. Like, they see what people think of it. Yeah, and I'm sure that, you know, your average... Maybe your average person still watches it's the Skinner. It's the Skinner. Fucking and then on top movie. of that, like, no, the kids are wrong. Yeah, the kids are wrong. Whenever you, whenever you have um, anything that kicks, you know, kind of kicks all the interesting people out. It's like, yeah, that's who you're left with is the people that play the game. It's like anyone that wouldn't play ball can't be involved in these institutions. Whether that's writing for Colbert, whatever, what any of mm-hmm. one of these big institutions. You can only really get in now if you play ball. Uh-huh. And when you only take think people that play ball, especially in arts, you essentially create a bureaucracy which doesn't oh. work very good for fucking art. No. Art doesn't work good when it's bureaucratic. And they're also trying to capture the thing they once were, which was didn't have those rules about it. Like, you know, everybody... Like, I'm sure they were never like that in, like, you know, the 90s. On well, they that- were the reaction to the other exactly, show. Exactly, exactly. At one point, they were they were like, "Hey, we're gonna not be, we're gonna be the cool it's like kids they just, to that corporate it's, show." It's a, it's a theme that happens all the time. It's like the you know the counterculture becomes the mainstream, and then they but they still think they're the counterculture. It, that is exactly like the like SNL is like like we're the counterculture. You're like you guys are not. Yeah, and maybe some the of them don't, movie. you know. And I think that some of the yeah, people I'm at sure SNL Pete when all Davidson this, doesn't think. Well, yeah, when all this uh, Musk stuff was going on, some of those people were kind of going on being like. I mean, yeah, I don't know what the hoopla is. Like, we don't care. Musk is also, fine. it's like, what a fucking shrewd decision. He's like, it's probably the most watched episode in how long? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And you said that uh, Robin Hood kind of screwed everyone again. Did that happen? Uh, on so, uh, They just had the another out. Yeah, they had out. a Dogecoin thing. They, they, they just have these screwing people over. They just had, but this wasn't like uh, with the GameStop where they like restricted buying and only allowed selling. It wasn't like that where they made this decision. They're straight up just like, you know, server capacity issues. I understand what whatever the excuses, excuses yeah, yeah. are. That is back to back, you know, kind of. I don't know if you, meme stock trends yeah. where they essentially yeah it's when they're it's literally the like out. you look at the fucking the amount of people it's just like they get to a point where they're not good at handling the capacity again what a lot of people in you sound like do. an apologist a little no bit. it's I'm like you get you get what you pay for if you, if you want a thing that costs no money and you pay zero for it then you're gonna get what you pay well, for sure but you can I would say that understand as you know mr stocks you're yeah. sort of saying normal people oh, I mean, go, well. but that's not like, how they no, advertise no no they I, have, you know their stick is like hey anyone can invest and here's how to do it they don't say yeah. like hey we're the cheap version and i don't think a lot of people know that no so people know some, that it's, it's free oh, trades yeah but i don't most people that don't trade they just go oh okay you know they yeah. don't know that i'm getting a, a robin hood is, they don't say oh by the way yeah a lot of times uh when you actually need to make a trade we're gonna Fuck you. Yeah. I mean, again, it's it's rare. But again, it's it happens at the worst times for them, for sure. Uh, Yeah. But uh, again, if you are a serious, like no s- real serious cryptocurrency, like trader who's trading Dogecoin actively is doing it well, in fucking Robin Hood. Well, th- you know what? If you're if you're then don't don't say, hey, we're the people that can mm-hmm. do Dogecoin. Like, yeah. they, go on. Twitter right now, you see 80 ads. Dogecoin, I'm not I mean, I literally just had an issue with fucking TD like an hour ago. I was late for this because I was dealing with their bullshit. And like, I actually pay Understood. them good money to do this but stuff. And that's like their wheelhouse. They, I, I've heard many people that you their know. take on that is the what happened at Robinhood was inevitable if you act and they go well it's a freak accident because of this happened and you go yeah but any sort of you know looking into their system you know would be like yeah this can happen well the thing that is weird about the robin hood for the dogecoin thing is that the way like as far as i understand it is that you know they have limits of their you know bandwidth or whatever and then as more people are using the thing and like trading dogecoin it should like automatically expand to meet the new demand and for whatever reason definitely like, yeah it's not like the old days where you're like oh we gotta go plug in a new rat 
back and get it online. Like it's right. all like scalable and like instantaneous. So yeah, they I just, think it's an oversight from them, and I yeah. think it's kind of. And, and I, I just think it's kind of a scummy thing. And I'm sure that there's people like, hey, you know, people are gonna get screwed. And it's kind I mean, of like, they, they ah, had a, they had a few of them during the Dogecoin thing where it just stopped working. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's an oversight, but it's also one that, it's that know, only screws Dogecoin. people over. Yeah, so. Daily Beast wrote this article about the Musk thing, and they, you know, and it was posted a lot of people with, and which I agree. Was with. this the one that it was big a, yikes? Big my yikes! Man. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy fuck! I laughed so hard that that was like the possibly like lamest fucking headline. The big yikes, and like not tongue in cheek. Big yikes! Big Real fucking yikes! Big my man. yikes! Like that's still in that guy's vocabulary. You're like a fucking journalist who talks like you're a fucking fourteen year old. That's my. Uh, sketch that I, I've been talking about is um, I'm trans internet so in my real life I'm a 35 year old white man but on my on the internet I'm a uh, 14 year old black girl <laughs> you know what I mean dude that's funny yeah big yikes queen. big yikes <laughs> that is a big yikes I can't man. even say that without sounding say it like again gay. for louder for the people in the back big yikes yeah it's I guess it's when they say NPC that's what they're talking about yeah exactly that but, is I'll just read a few sentences of what they said. They go, the announcement of Elon Musk was was going to host Saturday Night Live seemed to be starting starting off to be odd in its face. That's exactly how the publicity stunts are supposed to feel, you know, uh, having a famous person. So what they're saying is it was odd having a famous person hosting as opposed to like an actor. And you, I mean, whatever, their whole model is having famous people. But the parallel yeah, that springs SNL, to mind like- easily is Donald Trump, who appeared on Saturday Night Live in 2015 episode that flattered the then presidential candidate as in on the joke, which so there are a couple of sentences in and the big yikes yeah. was because he, of Trump. Because of Trump. Back <laughs> to Trump. They go, hey, remember Trump? It's bad because of Trump. Oh, they loved it. So they love it's kind of um the I don't know if you saw Shane's sketch. I thought that was really yeah, funny. Yeah, it was fantastic. It, uh, I watched it again thing, actually yeah. yesterday. But it, it, it was such a, that was the perfect example. Is like what they said. They go, you're sent out. They're basically like, well, they had Trump on, but like it wasn't venomous enough. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you can't like goof around with them. I, whereas Alec Baldwin, they like it when Alec Baldwin does Trump because Alec Baldwin puts on Trump and then looks in the mirror like, fuck you. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. mad. He puts on the outfit and he gets mad at himself. Like, yeah. look at you, you piece of fucking <laughs> shit. And then he comes back. He goes, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. I'm stupid. I'm a stupid, stupid I'm friggin' dumb. idiot. <laughs> I'm a dumb idiot. <laughs> That's Alec Baldwin's Trump. I'm a dumb I'm idiot. I'm a fucking I'm, idiot. I'm orange. <laughs> I'm orange. I'm a dumb idiot. Couldn't be more orange. Yeah, that, that was the gist of it. So that's what they want. But a Cheeto. <laughs> I am a Cheeto. I'm a dumb Cheeto. <laughs> Do you think that's what he practices <laughs> yeah. in the mirror? I am a dumb Cheeto. I'm a dumb Cheeto. <laughs> that's how like Baldwin practices Trump. <laughs> he he just he, he gets a bag of Cheetos and then he puts them on the ground. And he just stares at it. That's what he does. <laughs> he, he practices by just staring at a Cheeto. What would I do if I was you? Good. Dumb Cheeto. <laughs> I'm a dumb Cheeto. <laughs> he goes. So they said, "What makes Musk different are the ways in which he annoys and the causes to which he puts in his power." Musk hardly needs SNL's megaphone. He spends his life promoting things like alternative currencies and crypto series. This is hardly SNL's worst booking offense of this season. After ditching the musical guest Morgan Wallen in October over flouting his uh, conspiracy theories, so I think probably. That guy deserves to die, if you were to ask me. Mm-hmm. Fair um, enough. But the, so the one thing, and this is, you know, the classic whatever. But it is, you kind of get into that thing where, you know, everyone, it becomes just the story where it's almost a fake outrage where, you know, people are mad that Musk's on, but they're, you know, who really gives a shit? Mm-hmm. And then everyone writes articles and talks about how they're mad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's sort of the cycle of that. And then... But there were a lot of, you know, so I don't know if you saw the the Tony Hinchcliffe thing recently. Oh, I did. So, and we sort of talked about it a little bit, but, you know, basically he was doing his, you know, roast shows or whatever. I don't know that that was a, can you confirm? No, his shows are kind of like roast okay, shows. Okay, because that's the thing. I looked into that because I was trying to like find the context of it. And it seemed like it was just like a fucking Austin like. All right. So. Anyways. Yeah. I, and he's getting dragged or whatever. And. It's, That's a big yikes from Daily Beast. <laughs> that Tony Hinchcliffe thing was a big yikes from Daily Beast. How many yikes is out of 
10 and from the daily Beast. <laughs> on the yikes meter <laughs> it's a big yikes <laughs> i was thinking with the hinge clip thing because i was you know talking about it with my chick and and people like that and it is such it's starting to feel to me like because okay just to say what he did i go listen if you take any comedian that's you know done dissonant things you can find, you know, there is a room in Toronto called the Danger Room mm-hmm. where people of all races, all genders would go up and they say the ho- most horrid things. So let's yes. say, and the the more that they were, you know, the more that it was unexpected, the funnier. Like, let's say sure. you went on and you were I saying, will say, though, say this. Yeah, yeah. let's say you were on and saying something. You know, yeah, of course. And then there was some tiny girl that came on after you and she was like, give it up for that stupid fucking Jew. Like, yeah, that would kill. And it just because Dude, it was unexpected. Jay Martin brought me up once. And fucking in uh, when I was starting comedy at a regular show, Pat McDonald was like, "Bring him up," and he bring me up. He goes, "Danny the Kike," and I was like, "Yeah, really?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Okay." And you go and you said, like, "It's." Oh. I asked you to bring me up as Kike, <laughs> a big fan. It was all black room, and I was like, "Should I call him the N word right now?" <laughs> <laughs> Do I have the guts? Yeah, I was like, "Did you I, have the stones?" I was like a year into comedy. I was like, eh. and then so all right, and then there's this thing where it kind of becomes the conversation is. You know, they go, well, this is, you know, edgy people are just trying to, you know, use edginess to say racism or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And their thing is I'm trying to be funny. And you go, some people, you know, those things are hard to pull off. You know what I mean? If you're going to go out and, you know, like Louie, when he said the N word in his bits or whatever. Right. Yeah. Those are hard bits to pull. It's almost expert level. And so there is a bit of all of these things. And to me, it's so complicated that it's almost impossible like even some comics, I feel like it's impossible to like discuss the nuance, but it really felt like to me trying to explain what's going on is the equivalent of, okay, so you know how like Tarantino says the N-word in all his movies, yeah. right? And everyone sort of accepts that, okay, he's he's trying to shock people in some sense, and that's not the whole movie, but obviously there was a jarring effect to the amount that he uses it, right? Yeah. And everyone sort of accepts it in that context, right? But I feel like, imagine... I feel like everyone's so disconnected. It would be the equivalent of if I made a movie where someone's a girl's getting beat up and raped or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And you're filming it, and then someone in the crew uh, took their phone out and filmed this. They go, uh, Ryan Long just paid a guy uh, to pretend to beat up and rape a girl so he can film it and put it. And I'm out there being like, no, there's this thing called a movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're like, no, there's this thing called a movie, and in the context of that, other people are watching, and you go, so what? So you want other people to watch you make? this and you go well yes but it's like there's art to it you go that's art or you just uh, are fi- paying people as an excuse so you can uh, watch a girl get raped and you can film it and you go no it's like yeah the people are so far removed from the context of you know what these things I w- are i will agree that the context feels like that obviously and it's like you know everybody who's in this world is always like context matters i will say though like if if it's true that it was because like there's one thing at a danger room type show if that was a regular show and like I've seen that happen. Like you've seen it at regular shows. It's just like I don't know. I've seen like open micers do that. You don't usually see someone like him do it. But like to watch it, you're like I don't know. It's it seems I, I, again. That's why it's like it's hard for it me. It literally to fucking, physically made me cringe. I, but that's it. why I'm saying I'm not fucking judging. The, the idea is, and then everyone says, "Well, I'm okay with you know." Uh, those whatever kind of jokes as long as they're funny and you go okay who gets to decide that and i think the only 100 the closest you could get and everyone thinks well me Mm -hmm. this wasn't i'm fine with you know any kind of jokes as long as it's because everyone has their you know if you're if you're from fucking wherever abortion jokes is the you know the cardinal thing you can't say right and you go okay everyone has their version of that and they go i'm okay with it as long as it's funny Mm -hmm. but i get to decide what's funny at the very least, the audience gets to decide. To yes, and also I like you know I think he made a cardinal sin. I don't know their relationship too much, but my guess is he was like treated that dude like he's like I'm gonna rip on well, him like I rip buddies, on and- like a buddies, and that guy was like yeah we're not friends, and I did not like that, that and, and I'm gonna fuck things- and I'm gonna go blow you up because you're like he's like I didn't appreciate that I don't like that like it could have been either right it could have been that they were well friends some people kept did, well some people kept being Who like it's like why would he post this unless he, unless he liked it. But I'm like from I looked at the comments. It's like from the looks of that dude. He's like he wasn't doing this because he was like, oh, this is my buddy, and he said something funny. He was like, no, no, he, no, he was that's putting what I'm, him on blast. But that's what I'm saying. Some people were were like commenting, being like, well, maybe he's posting that's it because he, yeah, I, I agree. 
But I'm saying, like, that guy really, like, didn't like it. And I think it's within his right to, like... I mean, it's stupid okay, in the so, sense that he's going to... Listen, gonna... I don't know these people, so yeah. these are all options. To your point, yeah. if the audience was cracking up laughing, well, then is it fine? Uh, you're, yeah. You're, like, a, assuming yeah. that, like, he didn't kill that night. Like, yeah. We don't know. I mean, they did, They did. like, people were laughing at it, yeah. They, so, there you go, right? Yeah. My, that's my point. I go, I don't fucking know. And then you could say, well, everyone in the audience is just racist. And that's where... I always have this conversation. I go, they're not though. Yeah. You go to audiences, if they feel like you're being too mean, most of them pull back and they For go, sure. no one likes to see anyone bullied. So maybe they've, you know, and that's the difference of, you know, kind of yeah. doing this thing and developing a rapport and also and that saying these. Twitter has basically become comedy HR. There is Twitter's no, comedy there HR. is no <laughs> HR. So you're like, we're going to let literally Twitter <laughs> decide. You go, I have a workplace grievance, but my workplace is not an actual workplace. Twitter's comedy HR. So they go, look, here's my grievance. Like this happened at what I deem to be my work, even though it's like not even a part-time job. Yeah. And then I'm like, I deem this to have happened at work. Here's my grievance. And then, Correct. you know, they let people decide. So, And then the problem is, and obviously is like, there's going to now be literally like, you know, the phone calls to every place that he works, like clubs, people potentially picketing. Yeah. But, and another thing I'll say, because I say this all the time, this will be gone in two weeks. I wonder if you're right on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. But the, yeah, and again, it's like, it's hard to say when you're not Because he's not there, Michael Richards. There's so many things that you can fucking, again, like you, anything that you take out of and you just put it on the internet in that thing. I mean, if you take roasts, right? Like, mm -hmm all the horrible things that people said so many of those clips you could take and i just feel like it's to point fingers at that you go everyone but has their version of that yeah somewhere. but the thing with roast is if you were in a roast battle and you're like hey this person said this to me i'm putting them on blast people would all be like yeah but you were in a roast you're posting a video of you at your own my point like is i always feel like whenever i talk about it with anyone i'm talking about the wrong thing it's kind of you know, if it's like there's five different conversations, like, well, are the jokes good if they're funny? And it's like, well, it, you know, it's that old Patrice O'Neill thing that good jokes and bad jokes come from the same place. And mm. it was the attempt that matters. Yeah, and that's sure. why motive laws, you know, exist in law because yeah. motive, of course, matters. Yeah, intent obviously matters. And then on top of that, who gets to decide what's funny? And then on top of that, you know. Yeah, I mean, but, again, again, the comedy thing is it's that's a tough one because there aren't like precedent legal precedents that can be set for comedy no of where course you say hey this guy got away with this and this guy got away with that and but like his fans are not going to turn their back on him because of this i understand so you're you're kind of of the thing it's not that big a deal i guess my yeah point, I'm, I'm of the not overlying point that i'm trying to make is more so than ever and you know i'm sure we talk about this a lot but there is such a disconnect and that was the first thing you said to me it was like you know it would be Imagine you, it would be hard to justify this to a normal person, but I do think if you are in comedy the same way that I was like saying the movie analogy, mm -hmm. you would understand that th everyone has some version of that. And that maybe for you, that's the worst thing that you could say. Yeah, but, but I don't for someone think else, there's something I don't else think everybody does have some version of that. Like that we did the danger room in Toronto. the danger room but every person who okay so yeah. everyone in the scene did that show i've never been to a, any okay, city so, that had a okay, show you're like better that, than though. everyone but everyone, i'm not i'm not <laughs> i did the danger room i'm saying not every city has a danger room as I'm far as i know saying, no city had no a danger but room. my point would be if you look at the little toronto comedy scene yeah now you go okay so 80 people everyone who's done that show has some version of you know that mm -hmm. and maybe not the exact same thing but every Everyone who did that show or whatever. That's something and, and that, that people was, could. There was all sorts of liberals and all sorts of, of you know, uh, women and people of color that all went there and they go, oh, the thing here is like you try to make fun of the last guy with something really rude, especially the and host. Say, yeah, and say and, the crazy And that's kind of what it is. Yeah. And, and the more. I mean, Dan Diary specifically has said shit 50 million times worse than whatever Tony Hinchcliffe said. And I'm sure he's heard a million people. Artie Lang's probably said things worse than that. So mm. I, that's all I'm saying. And it's hard to explain that to anyone common. I, I, and that's why I bring it back to my movie thing where it really, it's like someone's never seen a rape in a movie and you're trying to explain to them why you're filming this. Like, no, it's part of the, th that's what it feels like to me when you're having these conversations sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I just mean, whatever, if it's on Twitter, like once it gets to TMZ, you're like, it's out of explaining this. It's out. Of, it's you're you're past like being able to explain this to be like, look, no, it's like the sh even if it was a danger room thing, where it's like that's the show. If it gets on TMZ, they're framing it in the context of them getting the most clicks. Everyone frames it however they want, right? To frame and then it. it's it's just over. But again, I do, I'll still go with this will be got over in two weeks. I guess we'll see. If Ari sh survived the Kobe stuff, 
Like, I mean, I'm sure there's not going to be zero repercussions, but again, it's, they're always just moving on. To yeah, and stuff. I, that's probably a little less than of what I'm talking about, and a little more of what I'm talking about is the, 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 the like how detached the two conversations are mm-hmm. of what's happening versus you know how. It's I mean, well, maybe it's just there are two conversations <clears throat> to be had. Well, there's two, exactly, but yeah. they're becoming increasingly distant. Yes, and that's kind of what the point I'm making. Yeah. but so I don't know if you saw the Golden Globes. Um, they basically said we're not going to. We're done. Uh, we're, do- <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Backing it up. <laughs> Another COVID casualty. The Golden Globes. But and the reason was they said that um, they wasn't like diverse enough. Well, they were. So I re- yeah, they were given multiple. Like so, they were only white people. Like only white people apparently, and then they were given like multiple opportunities to be, and then they were like, "You guys, we're not going to do they, what you tell us to," sort of thing. I think they said they would. No, I think what happened is like they saw the tide turning. They said they would make changes, didn't, because it gets to a weird point where it's like you know they they were kind of nudging you forever, and then they're all of a sudden like, okay, you have to literally start firing people because they are white <laughs> and replacing them with people because they are black because you waited so long to get to this and they're point. Like, we're not doing and that. they're like, yeah, we don't want to fire our buddies just because they're white. And they're like, okay, your show thing's canceled. Yeah. You have no show anymore because of this. That's kind of the gist. But of it's it. like, it's a weird, you know, either way. Do you it's know like, what I see as the uh, kind of an interesting, notable is do you think I think it's just convenient that yeah. you take you know especially if they're thinking the Golden Globes aren't you know going to pick a diverse enough interesting that all of these big studios poured all of their money into diversity movies like we're going to make all the most diverse movies the most diverse girl movies mm-hmm. and then Golden Globes like we're just going to do the same thing and you go yeah well that's not going to really work for us yeah like we, we fund you no but also every movie we made was diverse so you better be they better be winning some awards oh I mean that too but also <laughs> so, like NBC literally like and Netflix was like funding the Golden like the Golden Globes is not a for profit thing it's like a bunch of fucking movie parasites like, these things mo- are like, all fucking dude it's a bunch scum. of like Hollywood parasites who found a racket <laughs> <laughs> who they're like, oh, we just vote on the fucking best movie. Like, there's no such thing as the best movie. It is Hollywood. And parasite. they're like, they're not even like again the Golden Globes. You're like, we have the Oscars. Yeah, I've never like. What that. do you you you're like the third rate movie awards show, and forever that was fine because they're like, we need more than one more awards. Yeah, yeah. Actors aren't getting enough recognition for their fucking. But it's hard like work. you're not even Mark the- Ruffalo needs a nineteenth fucking piece of plastic it's dude they're literally like you know there's the sb awards for espn and it's like imagine there's like oh yeah there's the canadian version of that too the tsnes or whatever where it's like you don't need this you don't need the first one yeah you barely need the first one yourselves on your back it's like i mean all of this stuff was like even with all the awards shows they do, it's like advertising. And they have nine thousand awards shows, yeah. like best ad under Best's one second. Totally. They, they just love patting yeah, themselves on the back. Hundred percent. Bollywood, they weren't even getting enough awards. So on top of that, they go, "Well, now we need to go to social media to get pat on the back." They're just addicted to being pat on the back. Yeah, in it's Hollywood. insane. Like the, the and in their minds, they're like, "Well, you know what? If we don't." If we don't give these movies awards, how will people ever watch them? You're like, I don't know, maybe because they're in theaters for three months. Like, I don't. They'll figure <laughs> it out. Like, yeah, you're right. It is a racket. It's completely racket, dude. There's like a hundred members of this great, you know, Golden Globe thing. It's like, yeah, they need to have one. And they're probably all getting paid. They all get probably crazy cushy like kickbacks and stuff. I mean, imagine if you're a, that like all these stuff you're getting sent in order to like vote for someone's movie. They are getting flossed out. Like flying trips. I'm sure all sorts of shit. Sending chicks over honey traps. Dude, the fucking gravy <laughs> train, the gravy train, I'll like Rob Ford. By the way, you want to talk about gravy train? I okay. don't know, not to derail this. Have you seen what, so Doug Ford's getting Doug Ford premiere of Ontario. His, Rob Ford's brother. Rob Ford's brother, the guy who's in charge of the entire lockdown province of Ontario. So his family owns this sign, this label making business, which has like all the label contracts. You know, everywhere you see like the, the, the on the floors, like the stand here. Social distancing. Social distancing labels and all the government Come labels. Are, his net worth over the pandemic <laughs> went from $3 million to $50 million. <laughs> Dude, I was like, oh, I mean, again, and every person is like, yeah, what do you expect from Doug Ford? Like, that's exactly that's who you thought wild. you were. But he's straight. So everybody's now, they're getting into the conspiracy of like, oh, he's keeping the lockdown going. I mean, so he can keep the fucking signs. Get get, into that the signs that keep getting printed. How do you not? I mean, that's just like deductive <laughs> yeah. one plus one. It would be so funny, too. He goes, hey, you know what? The six feet social distancing is is was good, but we got to go five feet now. We're gonna, yeah, and yeah, then, we're, we need just, new five foot get, stickers. Uh, 16% more friggin' but more, more but, stickers. But it's a different sticker. Oh yeah, you replace it's a different all the sticker and, and they're closer. <laughs> what a what a 
racket. That's a proper racket. But that's a, the gravy train. Oh, it's flowing for fucking Dougie. Yeah, his whole deal was stop the gravy train. When instead, he's doing a... Uh, belly flop into the gravy oh, train. He's a fucking Scrooge McDuck <laughs> in the co- in the pool of coins. He's e- he's eating the fucking gravy and the train, dude. Honestly, though, I was I read that like I think last week. I was like, wow, that's out of control. So I watched because uh, um, I, I was you know this week I've been thinking a lot about all this kind of Hollywood stuff, and there is it also is funny too that they're you know they're kind of almost segregating people with their policies too in a lot of ways because they've almost forced it so if you're white you're over here and if you're black you're over here and it's like they are control the one that they want that more people want. but it's like if you look at it the counterculture ends up being probably more white people because you know they sort of stay out of this thing and they basically just segregate it again mm-hmm. it's like whatever they get involved with they fucking they make it so people like all of these people are so hell-bent on races being apart from each other yeah you know? Well, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I feel like the whole, this stuff is kind of just a reaction of their like diversity push. Well, that, but yes, but my point is that that's always the reaction. It's like every time they get involved in metal, Mm -hmm. all they do is make things, you know, more divided. Yeah. Um, I watched, so, but to, to, to talk about how they're interesting, like how these people's brains work. So I watched this movie shadow of the moon and I thought it was, pretty decent it's about this guy he kind of uh every 10 years this uh person comes out of a portal and tries to kill people or whatever right okay and basically you know it doesn't really get revealed why but then at the end you find out that the reason this happens is because they found out that the world gets into civil war and the reason they need to send this person back in time to stop the civil war and how they stop the civil war was there's this like guy in Alabama that has a newsletter about white power and <laughs> and you go so they basically track down these three like the equivalent of middle of nowhere with a typewriter and he has and they meet his wife like you know hillbilly no teeth kind of thing yeah and basically he has he has his little town hall meetings with his racist buddies right with yeah. 14 of the people and this guy they needed to go back in time and kill him because he's the reason that the civil war essentially happened wait so they could go back <laughs> in time and kill stuff and they're like we're just gonna stop yeah, that's what so that's what they do but it was just like I, that is how they think of it they go oh you know that guy in the middle of nowhere with 14 followers that's racist mm-hmm. that if we could just make him disappear this all, all division would racism go away racism would be gone racism would be gone all division would go all of you know the the there's nothing to do with big tech nothing to do with uh you know the division pushed on you from I mean Hollywood. nothing to do with the fact that people are just like innately tribal and nothing somewhat racist it's like well also yeah and also the you know the stuff that makes that worse you know what yeah. i mean by you know, whatever, putting groups against each other and all that stuff. But not, none of that was it. It was the one guy with the newsletter. With 40, <laughs> like in America and now, you know, this was yeah. all over the course of like, you know, 40, 40, 20, 40 years. So it's like, basically they're saying like five years from today, yeah. there was a civil war and it was because this, this guy guys. with the 20 followers, his following got so big that they basically had another so civil I'm war I'm going to guess it. that this movie started getting written in like 2012 and then the whole social media and the guy's like, well, I'm not rewriting this whole thing. Let's just do this like this. Right. Like we're just like technology is outpaced, all this stuff. You know what's funny actually? Uh, you're talking about Civil War. So in the Tony Hinchcliffe stuff, I've been kind of like, you know, kicking around Twitter, reading comments, all sorts of stuff. There is a lot of people, you know, like the whole Seth Simons, like that crew. They use the term comedy Civil War like a lot. Really? Like they fully believe that there is a comedy Civil War going on. I guess like, there is a little bit. I, it's, but I was like, I've never seen it like in that context where like, like, you know, I don't believe there's a like, well, people like to think that they're soldiers. You know what I mean? I guess it's like if you're not, you know, that they were part of the resistance I'm like, and they didn't even have to turn in their uniforms. Then I, I mean, Civil War like it's, it's one of those things where it's like we're doing comedy, like just the idea that we're doing jokes and you think you're a soldier in a civil war. Well, like, again, not, it all goes back to them funny about that. This is fucking important. Yeah, exactly. You know, like this, this like my other, I'm like, yeah, I'm not a soldier. I'm just doing jokes. Yeah, I'm trying to do comedy. Yeah, I'm just trying to do jokes. I'm not trying to fucking a lot be of, a soldier. Don't you think that some war. of this... So even when you see... You know, I did my uh, Jordan Peterson's daughter's, uh, Michaela Peterson's podcast. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking, because Jordan Peterson was like posting, you know, recently, and he, everyone was yelling at him as usual, which, you know, sa- standard. But it's kind of... It's interesting that, you know, 
it's the people on the left are just so much better at branding their things than the people on the right because they basically say we're like, you know, anti-racism training. That's what they call their thing, right? Yeah. And the people that are against it, um, they say we're against anti-racism training. And no matter anyone that's not paying attention just reads that. And it's the same as the, you know, Antifa and all that stuff. It's like the the people that are, you know, if you're trying to stop you know, whatever critical race theory, if that's your like mission or whatever, right? They need to think of their own version of like, we're real anti-race training. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we actually want to do real anti-racism training. Like they, they need to get better at branding their things because otherwise, it's like even, you know, all of the things, it's like, you know, Black Lives Matter. It's like, you have to be like, if you're going to be against that, you have to say, oh, I'm against Black Lives Matter. And they go, what? I'm against anti-racism. All of this sounds bad to anyone that doesn't pay attention. For sure. And they're so bad at they there's never any like um there it's like there's no one on that side marketing to be like hey instead of being like no we're against anti-racism training but you don't get it it's not actually anti-racism well that's the training. problem is they need to be they need to be better with their uh pr the pr well the thing is if you're a casual person who's like not really into any of this bullshit but you like want to you know i guess as lame as it sounds like virtue signal you're never going to be on the fucking like virtue signaling on like the anti-black lives matter side like it's like for you to do nothing you're going to be like well the do nothing side that's easy is just like oh i love black lives matter don't know anything about it but but that's what i'm saying yeah if they say if so, they, i mean it's an uphill battle i know that they say they they'll brand the other things bad but i think that if you were let's say these were two who, candidates who would be the ultimate like if you could get okay we have an unlimited budget to don get king sp- spokesperson don <laughs> king like if you at unlimited budget, like you get as much money and we're going to get a spokesperson. I mean, legitimately, you think that Donald Trump would have been better at that because he was good at, you know, but he's the, not going to be an anti no, be like the sleep, sleepy Joe. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, listen, I don't think that ever, anyone thinks that they're racist. You know, at least 95 yeah. percent of people. Everyone's just disagreeing on what that is. And th- those guys have the patent on where the, you know, all of our stuff is called not racist. Uh, of course. We, here's our not racist uh, movie. And here's our not racist this. And then they were like. Well, I'm against your not racist movie, and everyone, anyone who's not paying attention goes, "You're against a not racist movie." Yeah, exactly. Like, wait, so that so makes you racist. If they've said, default. you know, I don't know what, I don't know. Exa- I'm not. A, hey, listen, I'm not a professional publicist, <laughs> but I would say that you would probably want something along the lines of uh, maybe The Rock. You would say The Rock is the guy. Not racist. We want uh, not racism training for realsies. Some version <laughs> of that would be <laughs> for realsies. I want to learn how to actually not be racist, not fake, not be racist. Um, so the the last thing with this, and I think um, I did want to talk about Yang and the uh, the Israel stuff, but I think let's do that on the Patreon. And I wanted to talk about um, this Matthew Perry article because oh I thought it was in- insane. So funny. Absolutely fucking insane, the nerve of these bitches. So... TikTok user who matched with Matthew Perry on Raya mm-hmm. she speaks out. <laughs> speaks out. So she's. Uh, she literally made her fucking age preference like up to 60. Yeah, like, I don't know how Raya works if they have an age preference. It does. It's like, you know, it has an age slider just like anything else. As if you could get on Raya. I'm on there. <laughs> Uh, it's for the it's it's a it's a elite. It's not for. Elite. I've talked to some people who are on there. It is not. It's not for girls. Maybe not for girls. It's not elites for girls. Yeah, it's not. You just have to be hot. No, I've known non-hot girls who are on right. Well, you have to be elite to be a guy. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a whole thing. Okay, so basically, this TikTok user, a young TikTok user who went viral for posting a private FaceTime call she had with Matthew Perry, said she released the video to expose how older men in Hollywood are taking advantage of younger women on dating apps. And of, I mean, right off the start, it's just like, this is, to even entertain this, that you went on a date with him, consensually. No, a, vi- a video date. A video date. Yeah. And he's the one that's taking advantage. Yeah, exactly. You're using this to like blow, you know, m- increase your presence online or whatever. You went on a date like, with I, you know, in her mind, Veritas. Yeah, him. she's basically no. She thinks she's fucking Chris Hansen, even though she's <laughs> tw- how old is she? Nineteen. Nineteen. So again, and this is the type of person who you'd be like, 
she probably drinks and she's like, oh, it's fucking lame that I have to be 21 to drink. But then you're like, yeah, but you literally don't think you can consensually like your age should consensually have a relationship with someone that old. But you probably complain all the time about how it's bullshit that you can't drink at 19. I think yeah, you. it, it just we need to have an honest conversation and be like, you are so right. Yeah. 90 year old man. That's a full adult. 90 year old woman. Yeah, it's a fucking have, child. Yeah, you're, you, you're, women have a helmet. They have to have helmets <laughs> on. If you're 19, you have to wear a fucking helmet. Yeah, you're like, you're literally she basically saying is she's like, we're literally second class citizens yeah 19 year old women should have a 25 year old voting yeah. and drinking age yeah exactly you know we got to protect you because you're so retarded that you can't do this stuff. <laughs> it's like the thing is she thinks it's like it's actually like sets women back oh it's obviously like it's, this isn't like this and again you know it gets picked up because it's whatever it's matthew perry and he probably looks like shit now well everyone likes to you know everyone thinks it's funny that Haha, <laughs> fucking Matthew Perry's going on a FaceTime call with some 19 year old. Like, kind of funny. Yeah, it is kind of funny. It, but And that is kind of funny, but it's like, I'm not going to follow your logic to, can you believe that? And you go, I mean, yeah, I, I can believe that. She, lock him up, right? <laughs> and you go, fucking. Anyway, so, oh my God. I didn't, so are the police on the way to their house? Have they, has he turned himself in? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people were saying I'm a bully and mean for posting this. And this is probably in her comment section. And it made me feel kind of bad. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of guys in Hollywood are taking are talking to all these young girls. And it's something I think people need to be more aware of. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody could have figured it out. That <laughs> y- old, rich, powerful men in Hollywood. <laughs> extra, like- extra. Read all about <laughs> it. Get your newspapers. Five cents here. Hollywood big wig. Fox 19-year-old. <laughs> The fact that this, the fact that this was picked up as news, the fact that I love how this, we went, went from viral. like I love how we went from like the the casting couch being like oh my god the casting couch is a real thing to now being like older men in Hollywood just like to date younger he, women. He, didn't, he just faced yeah, her. Yeah, he faced her. her. But it's like it's not even like something where it's like they, right. they maybe trade apart for a blowjob or whatever. It's now yeah. it's like I'd like to take you on a date. We're both consenting adults apparently. And then I was just like, <laughs> you're old enough to be my dad. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, if he was still in your life, maybe you wouldn't fucking do stupid shit like this. You- <laughs> <laughs> Roasted. Oh, Danny's on fire. <laughs> May said the friend star uh, asked to move their conversations to from Rye at a FaceTime and after immediately matching. See, if this wasn't a hit piece, there is something obviously fun. Like if our buddy told us this, like, yeah. you know, I went on a date with Matthew Perry. Do you hear, like, this is his game. Yeah. You go, that's pretty funny. That, yeah, that's funny. You know what I mean? Matthew Perry, he goes, he meets on Ryan. He goes, yo, you want to FaceTime? Yeah. And then especially now she goes, the Los Angeles personal, uh, based personal assistant. So if you're a girl, you can get on Rye as a personal assistant. Okay. As a guy, you need to be a fucking CEO of a hedge fund. Yeah. yeah. Or, or you were on Or friends. literally, yeah, you were on one of these <laughs> six guys on the biggest sitcom of all time. <laughs> So she now she's twenty. So she was almost twenty at the time. Okay. She goes now she she has matched with other celebs, but she doesn't really talk to older guys. <laughs> but she thought this one time would be fun since she was going to ruin his life for yeah, not that Matthew Perry's for life is ruined, but no, it's whatever. She's just he's just embarrassed. I mean, he's going to have a lot of explaining to do to his other like 10, 19 year old <laughs> girlfriends. <laughs> However, she chose to chat only because Perry only with Perry because she thought, oh, this would be funny. Mm-hmm. Which again. When you're doing, when you're be, having a crime committed on you or something was wrong, like, you know, in this case where you go, people need to talk about the fact that he's doing this because it's, you know, the equivalent of non-consensual sex. That's how, you know, when someone's jumping out of the bushes with the knife, you usually say, this should be funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. You go, this should be funny. Yeah. As you as you are currently, so as you're uh, being, as you seem wronged, you uh, willingly participate in the wronging, which went exactly as you thought. Because you go, this should be funny. This is literally like a fucking advertisement for that Signal app. You're like, if, you, if you're gonna fucking talk to these thoughts, use Signal. What Signal? Signal's like that encrypted messaging thing or whatever, where it's like they wouldn't even let you like videotape your screen. Do or you whatever, think stuff like if that. you were? I mean, the, first of all, being a celebrity and just on the fucking prowl Ugh. is done. Yeah, it's tough. The game done it has to be finished. done in person. What? Has to be done in person. Even then, I don't think you could crush like 80 people in person in a year without one of them no. writing about you right now. No. You know, I think I think that game of being a, cele- a out about the town celebrity. Yeah. And cashing in your fame for pussy. I think that that, that I, game yeah, is I don't uh, know. Tougher. I don't think it is. Okay. Well, most. Uh, it, every, it's every, harder the older you Do you know get. anyone that's been doing that consistently that's famous that it didn't come back to hit them some point? I'm sure like every rapper. 
the rappers are always getting hit. I saw some guy on the fucking. It hits them a little less in their community because yeah. they don't fucking you know. Play I saw this I saw as some much. guy on fucking like uh, what is the Charlemagne? What's his show? The Breakfast yeah, Club. Charlemagne. Breakfast Club. Some rapper. I don't know who he was, and it was like something on TikTok, and they're like, "How many how many females you've been with in the past year?" And he's like, "I don't know." 500 and he's like five yeah, he said, I remember when he was in five a night or five a night or, or whatever it's like night. that guy's fucking and there's that, that guy also there's a thousand of those guys it also sounds like a guy that's lying about sex sure like, how many girls were you with last year uh 500 yeah but there's only 350 days i did <laughs> three a day three a day how many is three a day <laughs> uh, a thousand they all went to different schools though <laughs> they all went to different schools um well, on the FaceTime call, Harold also said, Perry suggested they ask each other questions and go back and forth to get to know each other. Um, basically having, to do, video Im- shows basically a- having to do improv with fucking Matthew Perry. <laughs> the TikTok video shows a short clip of them playing 20 questions. Cringe. <laughs> that is funny. Any, by the way, anyone that has to have their game aired out it always uh, is yeah, embarrassing. Yeah, it's always embarrassing. I'm sure that, you know, what's your thing that you say? Like, it's three inches, Got but some... it throbs. <laughs> no, I play them, a, play them a song. Free love on the free love. Well, you've already admitted it. that you did bring the girls back and played them a song. Yeah. And I'm free. <laughs> free. Hope you are too. <laughs> hey, baby. You ever been It was free? never my idea, though. It was always like a girl being like, they want. Well, that's what happens when you have literally 19 guitars leaving off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's, so this can't walk what's this doing here? Oh, what she goes, oh, you play guitar? Do guitar. I? She goes in the bed. There's just nine guitars <laughs> in the Oh, my. Oh, I should move these. And you just I'm, just waiting for, I'm just waiting for her to ask me if I play guitar. <laughs> oh, do I? You have I a shirt. Yeah, you have a shirt that says Serenader. <laughs> but 20 questions is funny, dude. It fucking being. <sighs> uh, it is sort of a. It makes you think the other way around, too, where you go. You know where it's it's sort of you look at fuck. It'd be nice to be you know this huge celebrity just like crushing any puss you want, and then you yeah. hear Matthew Perry's worth. You know, it probably makes twenty million dollars a year, or whatever it is. He's worth whatever hundred over a hundred million dollars, and he's on Facetime with some nineteen year old, being like, "Have you ever yeah. uh, gone to the beach?" <laughs> and you go, "Ugh, like yeah, I could do without that." You yeah. go, "You know what? It ain't as ain't as glorious as it seems." You know what? I, the one thing I will say is, yes, he's like a fucking like obviously this big star or what's this big star but he's also like these are all like still improv and like actor dudes we know a ton of them they're just like it's probably you know into their no, core they're that person uh, maybe a then little the bit. fame molded them into a cool person and then they lost the fame and they've reverted back to this original stuff. but isn't he like a drug addict playboy type he was apparently still is i mean he still is yeah i guess he still is but the the mechanics of it, you know, when you see, when you think of the like romance story of like rock and roll guy just banging all these chicks, you know, yeah. big celebrity, like, you know, just banging all these hot models. And then what you don't see is him sitting in his living room by himself. You know, he has like a drink. He's just sitting there, probably chain smoking cigarettes, being, yeah. talking to some idiot, yeah, hold it. talking yeah. to some moron that he hates probably being like, uh, you know, Fuck. have you ever... Seen the smelly cat yeah, episode anyways, of Friends. <laughs> anyways, uh, you want me to like buy you a plane ticket and you come down to LA for Can, fucking Have you Idaho? ever got on a plane to come smash a celebrity? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to stay at my beach house in Malibu? Yeah, have you ever fucked Joey? <laughs> yeah, so Harrelson said none of the questions were sexual, but she still felt uncomfortable. And I guess that's because he was asking, have you ever... <laughs> Non-sexual questions. Have you ever watched all of Friends? Yeah. She just because she knew that the purpose of them talking was because he wanted to have sex with her. Uh, yeah, as opposed to the just start nerve. a connection with a 19-year-old. Yeah, I just wanted a platonic friendship <laughs> with a 19-year-old. Yeah. Especially since she says she was upfront about the fact that she was 19. And then... I and. She, she goes, it made her feel uncomfortable, but she didn't want to get off the call because, you know, she was recording it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I needed this piece of content for my TikTok, so I can't really get off. Playing 21 questions have made me feel weird, but obviously I didn't get off because I was currently uh, on the process. I imagine he's like, you want to play like maybe 10 questions? She's like, what about 20 questions? <laughs> okay, that's a lot of questions. But I guess we could do yeah, that. Yeah, I, I would have laughed, but, you know, you this know. article. Yeah, this. <laughs> <laughs> that I already planned on putting out there. Harrelson said she was inspired by another viral video shared on a tick by a tick on a shared on TikTok by a user named Naveen J, who posted a personal video of Ben Affleck after they matched on Raya. <laughs> She's inspired the way that you were inspired by, you know, Louis C.K. Maybe, yeah. Uh, she was inspired. Yeah, by- so that's what I'm going to be when I grow up. 
She's is, the best in the game, man. She's the best in fucking... That's the girl that put the fucking Ben Affleck clip on. She's the best in the game. Wasting celebrities' time thinking... <laughs> That is, you're the that's a, that's as high as they get. The best in the game. What does she do? She's she's the one who fucking aired out Ben Affleck. What'd she air him out for? <laughs> Facetiming, <laughs> wanting to have consensual sex. On inspired, she's inspired. But I took inspiration. You know, I'd love this girl being a. She's in the interview on the 2020 interview for taking it. You know, for getting her hit piece on Matthew Perry. Be like, who are your inspirations? Yeah. Oh, there's this one girl, I, and she has to pretend like she's like. Uh, she has to put herself in the mind of a 16 year old too, because she has to like almost, to in her mind. That. You have to pretend like I'm like, oh, this is illegal. What's going on here? That is very much what's happening. Um, you post something and then you just have to expect some people are going to be on your side and others aren't going to be on your side. Harrelson said, you know, yeah. <laughs> like for example, my Perry is probably not going to be on your side. <laughs> Jennifer Anderson may be on your side. Yeah. <laughs> some people might just, you know, when you put, when you make your art. Yeah. You know, you're, you know, when you're like, she's like inside the fucking thought studio, inside the thought studio. <laughs> so tell us about your process. She goes, I go on Raya. I match with some fucking old rich dude who obviously thinks I'm hot because I objectively am. And then I make him think he has a chance and I make him do stupid shit and I film it. Obviously, a lot of people are going to take this, his side be just because he's a celeb, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only reason. Yeah. So if you did this with a normal person. There's no taking anybody's side. You, you literally go, is this fine or not? The best is, this so is like, crazy. this will, the funniest thing is, and I think we've seen something similar with the Dalia thing where it's like, you know, he's like, oh, he's talking to underage girls. And then there's some girl who's like, I was 21 at the time. <laughs> and then she's trying to be like, yeah, hey, me too. I was 21. And you're like. But like, there's going to be like some 30 year old who's like, I matched with a 65 year old. I'm 30. What the fuck? This guy could be my dad. And you're like, yeah. And fucking you could be his ex-wife. So <laughs> what the fuck is this guy doing? You imagine. Yeah. You're 16. You match with a girl that's 32. And then you're, you're like FaceTime her. So how's it going? She goes busted <laughs> have a seat he goes i'm sitting she goes you know what tiktok is he goes my granddaughter oh, you're fucking gonna get real it. used to it yeah you're gonna know what it is because you're getting on blast he's like, on bl i don't what's on blast busted, like they don't even pal. know the terminology you go putting you on blast you're fucking done bud oh, yeah what uh, you're fucking I'm just over, looking for pal. a companion after my wife passed away a few years ago <laughs> I did it more for the joke of it, which sounds mean, but I didn't think anything of it, she said, after her decision to FaceTime him. I thought it was more so innocent and harmless. And for the clout, don't forget the clout. The clout. The clout's important. <laughs> did it for the joke, but also, or I think she, to be honest, what it sounds like, she did it for the joke, but stayed for the The worst clout. part is she, because the fact that she's saying, do it, she's like, I did it for the joke, means like, we're going to see her at Just for Laughs and sometime, <laughs> sometime in the next two years on like one of those you like new, yeah, you recognize her from fucking outing Matthew Perry for being a pussy hound <laughs> but like honestly i say this jokingly but i also am like yeah she'll be on like some sketch new faces like improv new faces right. like she's not gonna be doing stand-up she might be doing stand-up but harrelson concluded honestly it's not really okay for these older guys to be talking to such young girls yeah so, there was a moral at the end of all this is that yeah, it's so not okay the age of consent's too like just start off saying look i believe the age of consent is too high that's probably too a, low, a good place to start. Yeah, you go, yeah. it's too low. I think the age of consent, yeah. And or it needs to be some weird, like, you know that, like, it'd be like, take 27 yeah, and minus by minus five. Minus by three. There's a big formula. <laughs> yeah, there's like, be okay like, look, okay, we have a formula. It didn't, but but you have to have some sort of leading off with one of these things being like, yeah, based on this formula, like, what, if you were 22, is it fine? If you're 24, is it fine? I think it would be a huge, it's also sort of a movement for a lot of the grooming stuff, too. It's like a movement for older girls that are, you know, what, you're talking to this 19-year-old, and then they get the 19-year-old. Oh, yeah, vote. they're salty. Yeah, they're yeah, salty. They're, they're salty. They're but like, that would be a huge for girls that are 30 and 40 or I over, mean, where they go, hey, listen, you can't have sex. If it's if you're From a game theory perspective, it's a good move. It's a good if move. If you're in that pool and you're competing with these women, make those women think it's like, you that know, guy, it's, it's a not okay. Yeah, it's not okay. Thing, not okay. What he's doing to you? You remove them, and you're like, hey, but they're still us. Anyway, I'm 37 and available. You need to cut Matthew Perry loose because it's not okay. <laughs> Anyways, give me his number. I'll make sure he never talks to you ever yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. M. Perry. I got rid of that girl that was trying to put you on blast. It's me, Helga. <laughs> Helga. <laughs> um, okay, guys. 
This has been the week's episode of The Boys Cast. If you're an audio listener only, please go leave a five-star review on the channel. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. YouTube.com slash The Boys Cast with Ryan Long. When we move into the new studio, we're going to move over to there. And uh, a lot of people have been sending cool shit on Patreon. That guy, Sean, I don't know if you saw yeah, that. Yeah, he sent a bunch of funny, funny pictures yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And people have been sending cool shit. So new episode every week. Patreon.com slash The Boys Cast. We've been, people have been joining in droves. Yay, yay. And a lot of people send me messages about this and that, even if it's something small, like, you know, uh, are you going to be doing a signing after the show or where's it? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, people will send me all sorts of stuff, but I can only ch- check like, one platform because there's no way to keep up with them all. So I do respond to everything on Patreon. If you do have any specific one or anything like that. Um, also, this is a small thing, but I, I got, I heard back from the, the boys token. Okay. Or whatever, and we're making some progress. So really, yeah, yeah. They got back to me and they said like we're they're getting us in the approval process. I don't know what any of this means, but because they, they don't tell you a lot about it. But so there may be a a boys cast cr- cryptocurrency soon. That'd be fucking sick, dude. Yeah, if you get that work, kick in. I'm working on it. And also this weekend we will be in Timonium, which is Timonium. basically Baltimore. Baltimore. Magoobies. Magoobies. Yeah, and um, it was it was a pretty last minute thing because. Um, uh, Tim Dillon actually canceled and then they were like, yo, do you want to take Tim's spot last minute? And That's it's right. not that far for us. So we figured yeah. we'd do it. And so, yeah, come check that sh- uh, out, uh, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. And then finally, by the time I just finally found out from Caroline's that the tickets for New York are going to be on sale, uh, by Thursday. So and what's the date? Uh, I don't, I don't remember the date, but it's in June. Oh, June. But the, it's been a whole debacle to get these tickets on sale and we had to move it because I've been at war over this thing. I go, anyway, it doesn't even matter, but it's finally settled and it's happening now. So, anyway. (laughs) Okay, peace. Bye.